Hey guys, this is your favorite hot mess, Chelsea Green, and you are listening to Wrestling Bites Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the Wrestling Bites Podcast? Your host, Hum the Site, and Chris Young. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very delayed but another episode of the Wrestling Bites podcast. I am your host, Pun the Psych. With me, as always, the best damn referee in the business. Probably a little more rattled than he normally is coming off of Saturday. But uh, Chris Young, how are you doing today, man? Fan flipping tastic. I had a great day on Saturday as the referee at Capital Pro Wrestling. It oh, it's always a, a good time. Event. It's always a good time at the Fledge. The, I want to first and foremost say um, a big props to the crowd at the Fletch this weekend for being white hot. That crowd was banging. Um, best reception I've ever gotten at the Fletch. Yeah, I 100% agree. This crowd has been the best crowd since I've been affiliated with Capital Pro for the last, I don't know, seven months. Short of a couple people, we want to see all of you guys back. At the fledge <laughs> next 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 month. There was there were people that brought their kids as their first show ever. Yeah. To to the fledge. And I thought that was really cool. Um I like what I like what George Mack does. I love what he brings. It's it's it doesn't even feel like you're in a wrestling locker room. It feels like you're just with a group of guys who are almost like family to you. I mean, they really you really become attached to these guys after month after month after month, and they're always there. You know, the regulars at CPW, they they feel like family to me. You know, like I got my boy Thurston and I got my other my other homies, you know. I got Trey Jacobs and the Grey Wolves and people that I, I I have come very fond of of seeing on a monthly basis. I think they're finally hitting their groove when it comes to production and everything else to where we're mm-hmm. flowing. The intermissions aren't as long because we don't have to do big resets. And I think everybody's starting to understand their role and where they need to be at what times for the show to be a great experience for the fans. So it worked out well. The crowd was hot from the beginning, and they stayed that way the entire time. And I got to work face for once. I was baby pun, baby face pun. Like a lot of people that come to Lansing, they don't get the normal opportunity to see that because normally I'm I'm a heel. I, I work as a bodyguard for Jason Blazin, who happened not to be there. I was in a situation, and, and, and this is going to bring up one of my topics tonight about situational wrestling and, and how, how do you approach that. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, actually, we can talk about it now. Matter of fact, um, you know, to be 100% honest with you, um, I was in a situation this Saturday where I normally work heel. The guy that I was wrestling against, Joseph Norton, and Team Honey Badger, they come out heel, and they get heat. 
So it would be really dumb for me to come out there and try to work heel with the crowd when they're already hating on Team Honey Badger, who was all out there, all three members. So at that point, I had to make a decision. Do I stay with the continuity of working heel or do I try something new? So I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a shot at work in the crowd tonight because I feel like that it'll have a better reaction. And the crowd loved me. Um, I made a crack at, at Team Honey Badger because I was wrestling Norton, the big tall one. And then you have this lengthy Conrad. And then you've got CJ Atkin, who's a thicker guy with a flat top. And all I could think of is Big Bird, Bert, and Ernie. So I shot the Sesame Street shot and it worked. Like, I even had I even had Team Honey Badger laughing about that after I heard him talking about it when I was getting dressed. They were laughing about how the Sesame Street comment. So I'm going to keep running that with those guys, the Sesame Street Club. I mean, Team Honey Badger. <laughs> um, my goal is is to stay face though in CPW. Even and yes, I'll still be bodyguarding for Jason Blazon, but I want the crowd to be behind me. And if I make a bad decision to help Jason win, of course they're going to boo. But at the same time, they'll respect me. I think it'll be kind of like how Mizdow was, if I can make it work right. So if you're a fan at CPW, cheer me when I come out. Because it's it's what I'm trying to accomplish here. Um, I want to try something different that isn't been done on much on an indie scene. I don't see that contrast of face heel work at the same time. So I'm going to give it a shot. And hopefully it pays off, to be fair. But sometimes you got to take risks like that. Sometimes you got to go out of your norm and do something a little different to appease the crowd. Because a lot of wrestlers forget sometimes we're not out there for us. We're out there for you guys. We do that for the fans. Yeah, the fans kind of dictate what you do in the ring because we're basing what's happening on their reactions. And I think that's starting to become a lost art where we can change things on the fly in the ring. Because there's, there's been a few times where I've been in there and I'm telling them, you know, you're losing them. You're losing them. You know, we need something. And they automatically, the, the wrestlers then move into their next segment of, of things that they've memorized instead of maybe improvising an, uh, an insiguri or something or something that people aren't expecting just to get them back. And But that's the fun thing when you when you're able to make those changes like that on the fly and, and react to what the crowd is giving you that just makes the entire night fun yeah totally and some guys some guys have that natural ability but i'm gonna tell you that that working a crowd working an indie crowd it is at least from what i've noticed and i think you may agree with me on this one um working the crowd is becoming a lost out form yeah They'll they'll start to, but they don't keep they don't keep it up for the match. Like the beginning, you'll see people work in the crowd, but then it all dies down, and then you don't really see it as much. Yeah, the, the worst thing that um, a performer, a wrestler, could do is literally say, "Cheer for me! Come on, cheer for me! Cheer for me!" Or you know, they're holding their hands up, saying, "Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!" to the crowd because that almost puts you in a weak situation because now you're getting your sympathy cheers or your sympathy booze. Yeah. And that just the, makes the crowd feel like you're fake. The only time the let's go thing works is when you come out. Like I, like for example, when I walked out of the curtain Saturday, they were already booing team honey badger. When I walked out, the crowd did not know how to react to me. 
So I did start out with the let's go because like everybody's looking at me like, um, do we cheer or boo this guy? Because we know he's pun the psych and we know he's Jason Blazin's bodyguard, but we don't want to boo him right now. So that's why I was like, let's go. And the crowd's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, but I didn't, I didn't do that for the whole match. It was just at the beginning. So they would actually react because they just looked at me and it, it was crickets for a second. And I'm like, no, come on. I put my ear up like, hey, can I can't hear you. Like, let's do something. And after that, I got him behind me. And I, and I just worked the crowd the rest of the match. It was a it was a it was a short match, but that's besides the point. I still worked it. Adding that Sesame Street line, interacting with the crowd. Um, you know, my son got to witness really how well I can do this firsthand at that taco and tequila fest in Detroit. Um that's another subject we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, let me, let me, that's, let me, that's part let me of my clarify. rant section of the night, though. Let me let me clarify here. Uh, the words that I'm using isn't necessarily what I am in portraying because it's it's the package. The words are part of it, but when you're yeah. motioning towards the crowd and you, you're doing the like, let's pump it up with your hands kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That 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 whole package as a presentation just does not work. But yeah, when you're when you bust through that curtain and this is the first time this crowd has seen you and they're not exactly sure how to react. I said first time for that night that they're seeing you and they're not exactly sure how to react. Yeah, you got to give them that little bit of a, a teaser, like "Let's go," uh, you know, oh, what yeah. a baby face may say, or you know, he might butt through that curtain and go, "Not again! I don't want to be here." you know, kind of thing. And everyone's right. like, well, well, then they'll immediately start booing. And that that's, that's perfectly fine. That's what you're talking about. That's, that is working the crowd, get, getting them to start be behind you. But, you know, it's like one of those things where you'll see that there's a high spot that they build into this match where the, the baby face is starting their comeback and the crowd just doesn't get behind them. And all of a sudden they jump up and they're like, come on, clap. And you're just like, Oh, no. Well, you know, one of my big drives on that match was is that they kept calling in their promos, the two they did before I went out, that Jason Blazin's a coward and Jack Verville's a coward and coward, coward, coward. So I, I turned it on him and was like, I'm here. I'm not a coward. I'm here. And so when I got out of the ring to chase after Norton, I got cut off by the TV champ CJ Atkin. And I straight said, Ernie, I'm not ready for you yet, but I will be. And I walked back into the ring because I didn't want to do a two on one with him and with him and Conrad Laux. And when I went back in the ring, I don't know if you could re- if you could remember the crowd started chanting, you're a coward to CJ. Ock. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, like and, and I looked at the crowd and I'm just like, thank you. And like they got louder. <laughs> so it, it definitely works to just interact with the crowd. It was organic. It built. The crowd yeah. is the what started. If I would have started a chant, I would have started Bert and Ernie because that's what I would have done. But yeah. it's, the crowd took it on their own and made it their own and they ran with it. And they yeah. kept taunting him as you're a coward all the way until I had walked back and I could still hear the crowd chanting as they were coming to do their interview the whole time. You're a coward. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. This is yeah. awesome. The match itself was what it was. Um, it was a pretty easy match between two big guys that offered an interference. But the crowd made my day. The crowd made my day. The crowd yeah. made my day so much that I went and sat in the crowd with the crowd after my match to watch another match. And, well, 
Uh, that did not end the way it wanted. Keith Cream, <laughs> Michael Stryker, also known as Michael Stryker, Strike Dog, uh, many years ago. Yeah, now he's Keith Cream. Um, guy we looked up to. One of the reasons I even started in the business was guys like him and Scab and JT Freeze and Frankie the Face, um, Lartiste. Um, those were the guys. Man. Yeah, those were the guys that made me want to go to wrestling school. Yeah. I wanted to be one of those guys. I didn't want to be Bret Hart. I didn't want to be, well, I did want to be Lance Storm, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lance Storm was an indie guy for many years before he ever got a push. So, um, you know, those were the guys that we looked up to. <clears throat> well, in his match, um, a belligerent fan who was obviously intoxicated decided that he wasn't going to take the flipping off that he gave to Keith Cream and receive back as a very good notion. And he tried to jump in the ring. And ladies and gentlemen, all hell broke loose at this point. I did my best uh, and a few other guys in the cr- uh, a part of the crew. Um, Floyd, the, the camera guy, I give mad props to for trying to keep the peace. Even the guy's brother at first tried to get him down, which I don't think anybody really realized. But his brother was even the guy's brother was trying to get him off the ring and, and didn't get involved in the scuffle till 37 wrestlers got in there and wanted to, to, to show off or or start physically assaulting somebody. But I'm going to say this before I go any further in this, and you can agree, you cannot agree. That doesn't matter. Um, At no point in time, even if a guy jumps in a ring, is it okay to just start inflicting physical violence on somebody when you can restrain them and remove them from the situation? Um, I think there was several things that were done wrong in the situation, and there were several things done right. Um, you, by saying you're not allowed to be in there, did something right, trying to keep the peace the whole time myself. I'm not going to name names of the people that did wrong, but they know who they are. There's no reason to escalate that situation any further than it was. We had fans in the crowd who were petrified. And, and the person that I feel the worst for is the guy who jumped in the ring's child because you could see the pure fear on this kid in the recordings. Like, it's it's never smart to jump in a wrestling ring. We all know this as fans. Okay, you don't you don't do it. But what you also don't do is escalate the situation further by trying to be tough and fight somebody after it's he's already been removed from the ring. And and that's where the big problem really erupted here is that yes, he didn't want to stop. But once we got him out of the ring, even his brother started to back off. He wanted to fight me for a second, but I talked him out of it and was like, dude, I, I, I'm just trying to help here. I'm not trying to fight nobody. And he backed off, but then he comes back and there's a pile on his brother out by the merchandise table. And it, it, there was punches thrown, chokes, everything that you could think of, people threatening this guy. And some of them had every right to, but the situation never needed to escalate to the point where it did. Yeah. No, it, it didn't. It was it was a it was a weird situation that I've only experienced a handful of times. And this particular situation I would say is quote unquote the worst one that I've been involved in. And it was weird for me because um a little peek behind the curtain here, um, I didn't get a lot of opportunity to interact with the with the with the wrestlers to kind of get a heads up on what was um planned and what wasn't planned. Well, to be um, fair, for, Chris, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but you were the only referee working on Saturday. That's that's one of the factors is that I was the only referee working. So there were and ten. You, were, you also do an amazing job coordinating when it's not even your job. 
Yeah. Just just saying, I wanted to give you some props for that. Yeah, I do a lot of running around. He was he was the man behind the curtain. Honestly, Um, it was really cool to see. And so this was match number seven, and we didn't really get the card finalized until like 30 minutes before the door open. So the opportunity for me to talk to anybody after like the second second set of matches was like none. It was like, tell me your finish and let's just do that. You know, I I literally I literally had like two minutes to talk to you all day and you had already been filled in by Norton, which I didn't know. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a this is what's going to happen. And you were like, I already know your whole match. And I was like, oh, you talked to Norton. (laughs) Yeah. So he was so excited, though. He was so excited. He was the only opportunity I had to talk to Keith about what what he what what was going on was. 10 seconds before we went out there and he just gave me a heads up on two things I needed to know scissor kick and pinfall victory. I said, okay. So I walk out there and you know, they're doing their thing. The match is just about ready to to really get going. And I see this fan who's obviously upset and he's jaw jacking with Keith and I'm thinking, okay, is this part of it? Is this, is this, is this a plant? Is this somebody that I should be? And then all of a sudden he jumps in the ring and that's when I was like, oh, no, this is not definitely part of the show here. And so my first instinct was to get in between Keith and, and, and Tony and make sure that they're protected from this fan and then try to get the fan out as fast as I could. Yeah. And and I think I was relatively successful in doing that. Well, you know, and there was an incident. And Eddie Dillon were, were right there pretty fast. And then you got, I was expecting to get the fan out of the ring and you guys taking them out. Which happened relatively fast. I'd say, yes. you know, 10 seconds, that was it. And then I thought the guy would be gone. But then 90 seconds of just pure pandemonium after that. So uh, I'm going to give some props to Thurston Scowl for saying the Blizz and Pundow for my whole make the crowd boo and cheer. He just sent that to me and it made me laugh. Um, but no, like, um, I want to give you a lot of props too because we communicated in this scuffle. And if it wasn't for you getting that guy's drunk lock off the top rope, we wouldn't have got him off as fast as we did. He was death clung to that thing. Um, we get him outside. Speaking of Eddie Dillon, Eddie Dillon was just trying to keep the peace, dude. And the dude's brother just turns around and grabs Eddie and just starts choking him. Like straight lock, had his arm, had his hands locked, everything. Eddie's face is turning red. And I, I look over at him and I'm like, oh, hell no. And so I grab this guy's arm loose. Eddie breaks free. I let go. He chokes him again. So I broke it free like three times. Finally, the third time, I'm like, dude, stop. At that point, he got on the ground and he got in the scuffle. And uh, I'm not going to act like Eddie, Eddie didn't get some return shots on the guy. And I tried to pull him off. It's just he got about five in before I got there. I was standing right over him the whole time. Eddie, I, I was letting him get some return because at that point, he kind of deserved it after about getting his breath choked out of him three times. I'm sure his neck feels real wonderful today. Um, and all he was trying to do was keep the peace, man. That's all he was trying to do. Um, I think there was a few of us out there. That's all we wanted to do was get this guy out of there and go on with the show. And then it just got more chaotic and more chaotic as it went. And finally he said, I just want my kid and I'll leave. And I went and got this poor kid who looked like he was ready to ball. And in the back of the video, you can see he's putting his hands on his face, nervous ticks. I felt so bad for this guy's kid because he had no clue what to do. Yeah. You think you think everybody else was scared? Imagine what that poor kid was thinking. My dad's about to get 
beat to death by 30 wrestlers. Because that's all you could see from the seats is 30 wrestlers on top of a guy. I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that's wrong because honestly, the dude should have never went in the ring. I don't care. You know, and, and he wants to put out this retortment statement, which is such a false statement, but um, he wants to make it look like we just beat him up. And that's not the case whatsoever because he acts like he just walked away. No, he kept trying to go back into the ring and you can see his brother on the video after they get, we get him out of the way, his brother tries to jump in the ring. I don't know what these guys are thinking. And here's the number one thing that nobody understood about this whole situation. I wasn't saving the wrestlers from getting hurt by this guy. I was saving that guy from getting murdered by Keith cream. Who's a bona fide badass in real life. Keith cream would have murdered that man. He got into kick stance, but you got in the way or he would have dropped him. He would have dropped him in a heartbeat. And I thank you, Keith Cream, for not striking him and and possibly putting my homie in jeopardy. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Because he would have came full full bore. And I don't know if you ever pat Keith Cream on the shoulder, but he's solid, man. He is solid. Solid, man. Well, this gentleman, yes. Was he able to walk out of the building by on his own? Yes, he yes, was. He and was. the reason why he was able to is because between um, you, me, George Mack, yep. and I think Mad props uh, to George uh, too. Uh, Nick Zero was there too. We yep. were able to basically calm the storm and let this guy get back to his feet and tell us what he wanted which was essentially, I want my son so I can get out of here. Yep. And so we, me and you and George are literally hand to hand holding people back because it's just mad chaos. Cause everyone doesn't know what to do. They just want this guy gone and he's yeah, walking I, away. And then that's I when got you his go kid. Get, yeah. yeah. That's when you got a son, his son. So for him to say he was able to walk out of that building, the reason why he was able to walk out of that building is because you know, we were letting him to be fair. He wasn't the, following our direction. And, and, and Hey, he, he might listen his own way. He might listen to this podcast. And if you listen to this podcast, bro, let me rest assured you that you should be sending guys like me, Chris Young, George Mack, Eddie Dillon. Thank you cards because we saved your fucking life last night. Okay. Because if we would not have stopped our boys from coming at you, they would have stomped you to death. I don't think that anybody realizes how serious it is when somebody gets in the ring. Look what happened to the dude that did it to Jericho. He got knocked out cold. Oh yeah. There's, there's video of for as long as professional wrestling has been recorded. There's videos of wrestlers attacking fans who, who get into the ring and you know, Oh yeah, People there's video those opportunities to do. There's video like out on the West Coast that, that that is still floating around from my incident out of, out in Portland, Oregon, when the guy jumped in the ring on me. Two security guards went to grab him. I said, "Let him go. I know he's there." The dude walked in the ring, ran up on me, and I knocked him out cold in the center of the ring, and they drug him out. Yeah, but that I was the end of the story. He I wasn't waiting for me. <laughs> well, when it's when it's your boy Pun the Psych standing in the ring, the guy was the size of Eddie Dillon. He didn't stand a chance. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I, when I told the security guards to let him go, they let him go immediately. Let him, let him go. I got this. 
Because yeah. I knew if they would have fought him out, it would have been 10 times worse than if I just disabled him. And I, th I think a lot of the, um, a lot of this melee stems from the fact that this guy was a very passionate fan all night and had been involved yeah. in everything and was, and, and was giving a lot of verbal abuse to the heels. He was heavily involved in my match line a little bit. And so some of the wrestlers were taking some of it personal and, and that's yep. where we as talents need to kind of understand where and where we need to be. I mean, I, I heard there was racist taunts being thrown out by this guy and other things. And I don't know how much truth is behind that. I, I, I don't I'm not calling anybody a liar here. I'm just saying that when you're upset, speculation is the worst thing to do. Um so I heard that there were some racist things being thrown around. I heard that he was very rude to some people, but with all that beside, all that aside, the only reason that guy didn't get beat to death was because there was people there to try to keep the peace. Um, I'm I'm lucky that there was because if if the, the guys that were there that weren't trying to keep the peace didn't care, we'd be talking about a completely different story right now. I really feel that way. Yeah, and you know, whenever we have situations like this, we, we you you got to try to learn from it. And to be honest with you, me as as, as somebody who, who who's in the ring, I, I don't pay attention to a lot of what happens in the audience. The the wrestlers will, will will get their heat, and lots of times I'm not listening to what's going on because there's a million other things that I'm paying attention to. So I didn't realize this this person had been escalating and escalating. So I, it would have been nice to maybe get a heads up about what was going on, so that way you know I could keep this person out of the corner of my eye, but. You know, there was a problem there and it was brewing. And now I can take this and, as a learning and just try to start maybe a little bit more cognizant of what's going on. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that, yeah, it was brewing, but I don't think anybody really expected this dude to actually jump up in the ring. And we figured, he, I think most people figured he had enough common sense to not do that. But yeah, well, we found out very quickly he didn't. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it was it was definitely an interesting night afternoon at the Fledge. Every afternoon when CPW is holding an event, it is interesting to say the least. So Not the that next way, one, but interesting in other ways for sure. <laughs> their next event is uh, September seventeenth. So definitely try to make your way out if you're anywhere near Lansing for that. It'll be fun. Yeah. And I, I doubt anybody will be Kung Fu fighting on the 17th, so we should be good. <laughs> and, of course, you can always catch them on YouTube, Head Drop Productions. Captain Furthermore, Captain. ladies and gentlemen, if we're talking about catching wrestling action, and you want to catch some wrestling action, and you're like, but CPW is over, and i got to wait till the 17th, I can tell you right now, you can go to Top Notch Physiques in Coloma this Saturday to check out Summer Bash. Um, your boy, Pun the Psych, will be there. I don't know if I'm on the main card. I'm definitely on a vendetta taping, though. Um, I'm highly anticipating the, the tapings. And if you guys, you know, since you haven't heard from us in a minute, haven't been keeping up to date with the page, you can go to GLWA Wrestling and you can look at the Cup of Cruelty where I had a street fight with Kyle Shaddix. And I believe you invented a new move. The DDTV. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I created a move. It's called the DDTV. I try to hit you with the TV and when that don't work, I DDT you with it. <laughs> which it was a flat screen until i ddt'd him and then it was a concave screen 
Yeah, it was a Nate Shattuck's. It was Shattuck's face was imprinted in the flat screen. <laughs> he finally made it on TV like he's always wanted, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't think he was seeing too clearly already from that kendo stick shot that he got, oh, Mister. I'm not gonna, Mister. I'm not gonna drop my head on a kendo stick and leave a welt on my forehead for for three weeks. That kendo uh, stick shot I hit him with left a welt on his forehead for three weeks. That's funny. Well, I told him I was going to swing it to the fences. He should have put his head down. That's funny. <laughs> I cracked him hard. I've watched it back like 30 times. Dude. It's correct. But that's over on GL- GLWA's uh, YouTube page, um, GLWA Wrestling. And you can watch the entire tournament. It was a hardcore tournament that had different stipulations for every match. It's pretty original. Um, some really good matches. So um, I advise everybody check that out. And, and like I said, get over to Coloma if you want to see Chris Young or upon the site um, for Summer Bash this Saturday with a bell time of, I believe, 7 p.m. over there. Not too sure on the bell time. I can look that up in a minute. But, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. I will also be there as a referee for GLWA. We've been in, I and- have been in talks with um, the person who promotes GLWA, and hopefully I'll be able to start making a lot more appearances with them because they're, they're pretty close to home. And – and they're they're a good promotion. They treat the wrestlers right. Yeah, they. I I love working for the guys at JLWA because they're just good guys. Um, you know they they have they have accepted me and their their company, and not only because of that are they good guys, but just the way that they care for and treat their guys is is something you don't see every day. Um, and they don't waste your time like BCWA. They don't tell you they're going to book you for a show and then not book you. If they book you for a TV taping and they're not going to pay you because it's a TV taping, they actually tell you that ahead of time. Wow, imagine that. A promoter that actually pays you when he's supposed to and doesn't when he says he's not going to. Unlike David Torres of Big Time International Wrestling. Yeah, tell me what happened with that. Okay, well, it's actually not David Torres's company. It's a guy by the name of Rudy's, I found out, which I have not heard one good thing about that guy either. Um, and this is around the community, bro. I'm not talking. I talked to four guys. I've talked to 40 plus. And nobody has anything good to say about this company. So, um, well, the, the story starts out as I was at work, um, and I get a message from Chris Young. And he's like, hey, dude, this guy's looking for wrestlers. I know you're looking for some spots. Uh, get a hold of him. He wants me to come down and wrestle two days for this taco fest. And I'm like, look, I can only make it on Sunday, but I'd be more than happy to come down and wrestle for you. You know, this is, this is my rate. This is what I'm asking for. If you can accept that, then I'll be coming down. The original agreed upon payment was a hundred dollars plus gas. Um, he was supposed to pay me a hundred bucks plus the gas to get there um, to work all day, three shows in the middle of the summer, Hundred some degrees outside, beating hot sun, black mat, black ring, all black gear. Um, I broke a rib, and, and the first match wrestled the other two matches just fine. Worked the crowd like an ace. Um, had my son. There was a great time. It was a really good crowd. One of the biggest crowds I wrestled in front of this year. Actually, the biggest crowd I wrestled in front of this year. I would say there was an easy five hundred people around the ring. Easy five hundred. This was a stacked thing in Royal Oak. I mean, um, and I can honestly tell you that I've got the, I've got a, uh, I've got MPW locked down for the Taco and Tequila Fest in Royal Oak, Michigan, on July Fourth weekend. 
So Mom that's something it. you don't know about. That's something you don't know about yet. But yeah, because this guy after this up so bad, I took his spot. Um, but so from my understanding um, throughout the day, I learned that there's only been five guys wrestling all weekend long. So the crowd's seen these guys for three days. So I was a breath of fresh air to this, this crowd. Um, not only that, but he did some shady things with the taco and tequila fest people that made them not want to rehire him for the following year. Um, so I do the matches for him. And as soon as my last match is done, David Torres says, come here, bro. I need to talk to you. And as soon as he did that, I like in the back of my mind, I knew I'm about to get fucked. Okay. So I go out and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, well, I don't have any cash. on me to pay you. I need to pay you on, on cash app. I said, I don't use cash app. He goes, well, do you use PayPal? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I got to get my phone on my phone's dead. And I can't send you any money till I get back to the hotel. But in a couple of hours, I'll have money to you. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. Just make sure you pay me tonight. I don't normally make that exception. I always request money before I leave, but I get it. It's hectic. You're doing this festival. Just pay me tonight. My son's walking with me back to my vehicle and he goes, dad, do you think that guy's going to pay you? I said, not a fat chance in the world, son. Cause if he's going to pay me, he'd have paid me tonight. And two hours goes by and I check my phone on my way back from Detroit. Keep in mind, I'm still driving home. Um, and there's no money on my PayPal. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured. Um, I get home and I had a vehicle problem. So it took me about four hours to get home because my truck overheated for no freaking reason. Um, my thermostat, I think, was going bad. Um, actually, that's what it ended up being. But at the time, I think that's what's going on. I'm just going to fill this thing back up with water and hope to God I make it home. And I, and I did. Um, long story short, I get home. And it's, you know, four or five hours after I had talked to David Torres about paying me and there's no money there. I try calling his phone number. It's, it's going straight to voicemail. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not getting paid for this. And I got really kind of angry about it because, you know, if he's, if he's the man he says he is, he would have paid me. And I'm like, well, you know, I started like doing that. Well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt thing. Like he'll just pay me in the morning. It's not that big of a deal. And then morning came and I could see him online because he had added me on messenger on, on my pun, the psych page. So I logged on to pun the psych and David Torres is lit right up online active. So I called him. He acts like he's sleeping. You just woke me up, bro. I said, you've, it's funny. You've been active on Facebook for a while. Um, and he's like, he's like, Whoa, I'm going to pay you. Just give me a minute. And I'm like, well, your phone's on. You're obviously like right there. Just make the payment, dude. And he's like, give me a minute. And he starts getting rude with me. And he starts cussing me out and telling me I'm being a bitch because I'm calling him at 10 o'clock in the morning asking him for payment. I said, well, you were the one that promised you were going to pay me last night. That I'm not that guy. I don't wrestle for free. And I expect to be paid for this. Oh, I'll pay you, bro. I'll pay you, bro. Keep in mind, this is like 10 o'clock. So at noon... I call David Torres back. He's at the event. They have a match, a show at one o'clock. I don't know why you're all up my ass and blah, blah, blah. I told you I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. I said, uh, now would be a good time to do so because I'm really getting fed up with it. Well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Okay. All right, homie. 
What the fuck am I going to do about it? Those were his words. So do you know what I did, Joel? Do you know what I did? I got, on, I got on the phone with the Taco and Tequila Fest people. And I informed them what was going on. They refused to pay him until he confirmed payment with me. Not only that, she told me the lady, the director of the Taco Fest, that they weren't going to book him the following year. And if I knew of any good companies to let her know, and she would look at them for booking them next year. And I immediately thought of CPW and George Mack. So I said, yeah, I know American Lucha Libre uh, CPW promoter. I'll give him your info and have him get a hold of you. George was on vacation, told me he was going to get a hold of her. Um, and then told me to have her email him. And she was like, I'm not going to reach out to guys. I want them. To, I need them to call me. So I told him, you know, you need to get a hold of, of uh, this lady. And he was like, well, just have her contact me. So I gave her the info. Um, I didn't hear nothing back from the people for a while, but I had also mentioned I was starting my own company. And she said she was going to look into things and that she would let me know what's going on. Well, last week I got an email from Susan at the taco fest and she straight up was like, yeah, we're going with your company because you, you were treated badly and we want to make that up to you. So we're going to, we're going to give you the bid for the event. And that's no offense to the other company. It's just, we think that you'll run your program better than what David did because of how you were treated. So we know you'll pay your guys and we know that you'll do a good show for us. So I took the bid. Um, the end of the story, though, like the moral of the story to any wrestlers listening to this, never take no as a payment for an answer. I was very lucky to get paid the next day. If you didn't get paid, if you don't get paid by the, the, the night of, there is a 99.9% .9 chance that you are not getting paid at all. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I mean, I know that there's, I, I take bookings sometimes and I will be the first one to admit that I lose money on them sometimes. I'll take a booking for, 20 or $40 and spend $80 in gas. A lot of us do that just to wrestle. Cause we love what we do. Yeah. So when I am completely out of all of the gas I paid to get there. Oh, and by the way, he didn't pay me the full set upon agreement. He sent me $70 and I called it a victory because it at least caught my gas back. That's all yeah. it covered. I drive a V8 Tahoe. Trust me, that's all it covered because gas was over $5 a gallon when I went down there. Yeah, this was July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. And and I feel bad because it's like I'm the one that was like the intermediate. Okay. So so I took it personal and I for a minute. I even messaged you and said, Chris, what the hell? You sent me to this guy. Then I realized that it wasn't your fault at all that you didn't know the guy. He had reached out to our page or to you just looking because he had done it to like every company and tons of wrestlers. And the thing was, is most of these guys already knew that he's a fucking scumbag. So they didn't go work for him. That's really what it is. I asked around about this guy and every person I asked said, he's a piece of trash. You are yeah. stupid for working for him. Yeah. Promoters, and, and wrestlers, fans alike. Yeah. Cause he, he reached he reached out to me Friday morning. This was probably about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, I have wrestling matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You know, can you, can you come down here and, and, and ref? And I was like, well, let me backtrack. The first thing he asked me is like, um, do you do bookings? 
like that's the question i'm like do i do bookings so i responded back and i'm like are you asking me if i'm accepting bookings or are you asking me if i book wrestlers you know what i mean right and and he's like no do you are you you know you are accepting bookings to ref and i'm like yeah when and then he tells me he's got friday saturday sunday and monday and i'm like (laughs) you know this is fourth of july weekend i've already he's asking last minute but well his first show was at one o'clock on friday and I'm like, I'm doing the math. And I'm like, you know, if I left work right now and, and I said I could be there, but I'm like, I've got plans with my family for camping. I've got a golf outing. Yep. I was going to be at Monday and I'm like, I could cancel all that. And, you know, everybody would be okay with it because yeah, when I talked with him, he threw some big numbers at me that were pretty enticing. And I was like, okay, this sounds pretty good. And then. I oh, he like, did the same what? to me. You know, Chris, he did the same to me. He offered me. Like I said, $120 plus gas and lodging per day. So if I would have worked all the shows, I'd have made a bunch of money. But no, it was all just facade. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, no, no. And but then I, I talked to I talked to my wife and she's like, if you want to do it, do it. Um, she's like, but I don't advise you taking the rest of the day off of work. Just go down there Saturday. And then I ended up passing and I told the guy, I was like, sorry. And then I I told the I told the guy, David Torres, I'm like, if you're looking for somebody you might want to try pun the psych, you know, because we mm-hmm. hadn't talked, I think for a couple of days. So I didn't know exactly yeah. what your 4th of July plans were. And right. I didn't know if you're available. And, and anytime I throw your name out there or anybody's name, I always go back and let that person know, Hey, mm-hmm. in case this happened, in case this person reaches out, this is how they got a hold of you through me. Right. Right. And apparently that, and then, yeah, you filled in what had happened. And then, well, yeah, this know. guy called me, this guy called me immediately and was like begging me to come down Friday. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I have to work. Um, I might be able to make it down for your last show Saturday night, but I highly doubt it. He said, I got you penciled in for Saturday. And I'm just like, dude, I'm telling you that I might not make it. So then I end up hitting him up Saturday afternoon and telling him, look, there's no way I'm going to make it there in time. I got held up at work. Like there's no way it was like three o'clock. There's no way I'm making it to Detroit by five. Not from not from Grand Rapids, dude. It's not happening. So I'm like, you know, I, I can be there sat- Sunday first thing, like no problem. And he's like, all right, well, bring your ref stuff and your wrestling gear. And I go, well, I'm going to tell you right now that my my refing booking rate and my wrestling booking rate are different. And that's when the whole 120 bucks plus lodging came in. I want you to wrestle. Um, I, and I get down there, dude, and, and and this is no knock. I'm not racist anyways, but the guys that he had booked, only one of them spoke English. And him, the Phantom Dragon, the dude didn't speak English, bro. I had to teach him the match by hand motion. Yeah. Straight I, up. Well, well, when you posted the first video, that's the first thing I asked you. I was like, are you, were you feeding him something? And you're like, yeah, he didn't speak Everything. English. You can watch my hand motions through the whole match. I guided this dude through the whole match, and he was green. He was greener than cement that just got poured, okay? Like, this guy was greener than a piece of turf. He was greener than a football field. But I made it work. I mean, I had some good matches down there, to be honest with you. That Dustin Diamond guy wasn't bad. His His name was Dustin Diamond. I was like, are you really screech, bro? No. Poor Screech, he died. That's why he's using the name, I think. Because DustinDiamond.com's at a discount now. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop. Too soon. Too soon. 
It's been five years. All right, well, the silver lining in all of this, I guess if, if this wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't be looking at doing ta- or you wouldn't be looking at doing Taco Fest next year, which is a pretty big get. Honestly, that was the push to get me to start the company. Like we had been talking about it for almost a year now. And so I was like, it's time to put up or shut up. And that's a segue. So if you don't know what we're talking about, about, if you don't know what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, um, exactly. Oh, oh, I've got one more thing to say before we go there. Did you know that the South Bend show in Indiana for pro wrestling worldwide was August 13th, 1999. Uh, It could not 98. have been 99. Yeah, 98. 98. 98. Yeah. 98. I'm sorry. The date, August 13th. August 13th, 1998. Yeah, we're recording. Marks that, yeah. the day that the last, the, the first person I had ever seen jump into a wrestling ring. Oh and August 13th. It was August 13th, 2022. <laughs> we witnessed it happen again. August 13th, I've seen three out of the five incidences of guys jumping in rings occur. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. So if we wrestle on August 13th next year, if I'm scared, you'll know why. (laughs) Well, it's probably on a Sunday, so let me me check the calendar. The Juggalo kid that got in the ring with the Highlander, I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah, the Highlander was scheduled to wrestle five unknowns. And then rest that man's soul. You know he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the largest wrestler of all time? I did not know that. Yes, per weight, 738 pounds. Oh, man. Uh, August 13th is on a Sunday next year, so let's keep that clear. <laughs> not booking for any companies next August 13th. Oh, my God. Keep- you know what? I, I think it was a full moon last night. It was. set up. It, well, it, it definitely wasn't the last few days because, like, that moon was full the other night when I was at work. So, um, But, yeah, so moving forward so yeah if you don't know what the hell i'm talking about my company got booked my my company this and that um i launched national pro wrestling two weeks ago official launch date was um national pro wrestling will be a company that is obviously owned and ran by pawn the psych but um it's going to be based out of west michigan um our home base will be grand rapids michigan the reason why it is Grand Rapids, Michigan is because, number one, it's where I started. Number two, I have a lot of people that I know in the area. And number three, Grand Rapids has always been the big city home to us. We lived in Greenville. Going to Grand Rapids was second nature to us. Um, and the crowds I remember going to when I first got into the business were gigantic. And, and again, I said this to you. A lot of people talk shit about Scotty Z. In this, in this and that, but I'm going to tell you what, the one thing that Scotty Z did better than any promoter that talks shit about him, and if you're a promoter that's talked shit about him, and, and you hear this and that makes you butt her, I, I'm sorry, but Scotty Z did one thing better than all the promoters do to this day, and that was put asses in seats. The one thing that man could do was draw a crowd. D- despite what you want to say about him, I, I'm not one of those guys that's got a lot of bad things to say about him, but I know a lot of people that do. Um, I've had him on this show. On this show, uh, when it was before it was Wrestling Bites, when it was pro, uh, when it was when it was Slam PWR Slam, um, 
I had Scotty on the show twice. So I like, I have no, I have no qualms with the guy, but I know people do, but yeah, he, he uh, got asses in the seats in Grand Rapids. And I know that there's, it's a drawing town. Why more companies don't book this way. I don't know, but Grand Rapids needs a wrestling company in it. If you ask my opinion, and that's what I'm here to provide. Not only am I trying to provide that, but I'm also trying to provide a place for guys that live in West Michigan that wrestle can actually work locally. And they can try to help me earn a better draw, which earns them a better paycheck. In my company, the bigger draw we get, the more the guys get paid. I definitely will take care of the boys. So if I draw, if I'm expecting 100 people to show up to a show and I draw 300, everybody's getting a bump in their pay. And that's guaranteed. You know, I'm not that I'm not that promoter that's going to say I'm paying you this much regardless. And that's what your pay is. Every wrestler has an ability to help me promote the show and the people that help me promote the show and the more people that show up, they will get paid more because of it. I think that that'll help with promotions. And there's a lot of things going ins and outs that I can't discuss yet because none of it's finalized, but there's a lot of things that I'm working on for weekly TV tapings, which is something that you're going to see in MPW. Um, we will have a weekly TV show. Um, the name of that show is not is to be announced still. Um, I'm between a couple, a couple of different names for the show, but I, I want to even try and get that incorporated on um, local access television. So people that don't watch YouTube can see some wrestling back on their TVs again. That's not the WWE, AEW forced down your throat stuff. So um, really, in my opinion, this, this whole company is something that's, that's a pipe dream of mine for 20 years now. Something I've always said when I get older and, you know, I've been in the business long enough and been wise enough to things I could run a company. And, you know, for the last like year, I've been saying that. Well, well, why keep saying it? Why keep saying it? And I've got some good talent coming in. Um, I'm bringing in Thurston Scowell. I'm bringing in Trey Jacobs. I'm bringing in a sevens. I'm bringing in uh, a lot of different guys. Um, as of announced today, Anderson Knight just signed on the on the show. So um, there's definitely some decent names in independent wrestling coming. Um, uh, Nikki Ratu from UCW will be there. And if you listen to this show, uh, Mr. Barrett, a.k.a. Chinstrap Jesus, I want you. I want you on these programs. I want to book Chinstrap Jesus. He wants you, At, and he wants you any, hard. Anybody listens to this that knows, that knows, uh, is it, knows Mr. Barrett, man, let him know. I'm trying to book him. I want to book him for shows. I think that he's a good addition to what we provide. Yeah, so, Grand Rapids is is a great wrestling town. I think they could definitely support a monthly wrestling event on top of what is routinely run here every couple of months. Yeah. I think Grand Rapids would definitely support that. I think it, I think uh, National Pro Wrestling would be highly. Um, I, I've lost my words here, but I think it would be well embraced by the community i think so too championship wrestling of michigan and pro wrestling worldwide were embraced very well and i feel like it's been a long time since there's been a company and, and that's no discredit to ipw they do run at vandermill cider about once every three months and they have a great draw there they standing room only they sell out they, they have a great draw there so i would be stupid to to start this company in any other city but grand rapids in the surrounding areas of, of West Michigan, 
don't worry because in in due time and in, in a month or two we'll be coming to your area too greenville holland um surrounding areas rockford wayland um hastings ionia kalamazoo even possibly I, all of West Michigan, if you fall under the branch of West Michigan and if we get enough interest and we can put on shows there, they will be going on because we're going to have TV tapings as well. They're going to go every month and they won't just be pulled off of the main show in Grand Rapids. I want to provide different locations and areas for these TV tapings so you can see a variety of scenery. So you're not used to seeing the same old stuff every single week. You know, I want it to be constantly changing and evolving when it comes to stuff like that. And if we're touring west michigan we're touring west michigan i don't have to tour the united states to be happy i'd be happy with a west michigan tour man i want my local people to see some amazing wrestling and i want the boys to show up and give me amazing wrestling because they get paid better than anywhere else that's the whole thing i want these guys to know when they come to my show they're going to get paid they're going to get paid decently I mean, obviously, I can't make you guys millions of dollars unless that's what my company's making. But if I draw a few hundred extra people, I'm going to make sure they make a little bit more money. And that's one of the things in the last 24 years of wrestling for me that I've never, ever seen a promoter to do is pay guys more money based on having a sold out crowd or a, a better draw. They, I still made the same money despite what the crowd looked like. Yeah, there's that's an old school approach that probably should be making its way back in for morale and and and, and better performance from from everybody. You know, everybody has their minimum, so no matter what, you know, that's what you're going to make. But when you peek through that curtain and you see, oh my gosh, there's 200 more people here, dude. You know, now I got to bring my A game. I don't want people thinking like that. You yep. should always be bringing your A game. I want people to be like, this is a great company that I enjoy working for, and he takes care of me, so I'm going to give him everything I got every time I'm here. Right. That's that's the approach that I'm looking for. I want guys to want to show up and work for me. I want guy. I don't want to have to go. After my first couple of shows, I don't want to have to go out and search for bookings ever. I want guys that come to me. Hey, I've heard about how great you are and how great you treat people. Can I get involved in that? Kind of like uh, the only company I see people reaching out for is MCPW and maybe XICW in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and 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 the the high standard will be there. And and if and you know if if there's not if you're not happy with them, I'm sure you'll quickly show them the door. Oh, easily. And I can tell you that sometime at the beginning of next year, um, I will be launching a gym. That means anybody in West Michigan that is a current pro wrestler or wants to be a pro wrestler, I will have a position and availability to either teach you or if you're a current veteran of the business and you want a place just to practice and get in the ring and roll around, I'll provide that for you as well. So that is something else that's coming up in the future is an actual gym where guys can come and work out in the ring and stay in, stay in, in touch with being in a ring on a, on a weekly basis, opposed to, Oh, I'll get in a ring next time I have a show. So parallel to you, um, working hard on, on, on NPW, when, when you told me this idea, I, I went out and talked to some local television stations and, yeah hopefully we'll get some television up soon where it's just kind of highlighting some of the local wrestling that may or may not transition into to 
the weekly show. But the most important thing is it'll be uh, it'll be available on television in, in our lo in, in the local market and it's available to stream for free. So yep. anybody can watch it worldwide. Yeah, I, I don't think that I'm ever going to start charging people to watch our shows. Um, I maybe the bigger ones of the year, like the, the top four or something. But to be honest with you, I want I want anybody who's a fan of, of our product to be able to see our product so they can come live and they want to be a part of the crowd. Um, I, I, I see companies charging and, and I, there's nothing. I'm not saying that that's bad. I just personally on my level think that that indie wrestling shouldn't cost you a dime. Um, unless we were to put it up on like IWTV, which is a streaming service of multiple wrestling companies. Um, well, there's, putting... it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, if, if I'm a fan and I can pay $20 to sit there and watch the event, or I can pay $10 and sit there and stream the event, which one am I going to choose? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm sit there on my phone, pay less money. And then if I'm not interested in the match that's going on, then I can get up, go to the bathroom, do whatever I want, yep. and sit back down and watch again. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you pay $20 and you're not invested in this match, you know, you feel kind of obligated to sit through it. And you're just like, eh. Right. See, well, I want, I want my fans to be engaged. Like, I want them to, to see the stuff live or the, the stuff we do live on video and then be like, man, you know, instead of next month, waiting for that video to come out three weeks after the event, I'm going to go to the event. I want to yeah. see it live. You know, it, it, that it's like the old eighties wrestling. They made you want to be there. Like, I don't think a lot of companies do that, you know, and, and, and I've pushed this with the wrestlers. This is also a thing. Um, every wrestler that I'm booking has agreed to help, promote the show not just on their social medias but if i physically hand you flyers will you hand them out yeah. most of the guys are local that helps me canvas a giant area of west michigan west michigan is a giant area on the map so to have as much help promoting the show if the guys help me promote the show they know they're helping me get a bigger gate which helps their pockets which makes them want to promote more for me and and I think it's important to know, you know, the promotions that that run West Michigan. You've been in contact with them, correct? Um, kind of. The only one that really runs in West Michigan is PPW and IPW. And I've tried to contact PPW, but you know my success with Joe. So, um, he hasn't responded to me. Um, I've contacted IPW and they're like, well, we only run at the Vandermill. So as long as you're not running, like basically I was asked not to run an event on the same day as IPW in Grand Rapids. Right. So if they're yeah. at Vandermill Cider, I don't need to have an event the same day on the other side of town. That's a direct slap in the face to them. Um, I will never promise any company that I will not book a show on a day that they're running a show. I will not. Um, I, I will, however, not run in the city on the same day as another wrestling show. I won't, I won't do that. I, I also expect that favor to go both ways. If I already have a show scheduled for November 5th, I better not see anybody else scheduling a show for November 5th in Grand Rapids. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But the besides maybe George Mack and CPW doing the thing here or there, like they did at the ballpark, I don't see any other companies running Grand Rapids. Just IPW. PPW doesn't even run Grand Rapids. They run Holland. Yeah. You know? And like Kalamazoo is a city that I don't really want to go too far into because IPW runs there quite a bit. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and to be honest with you, I think the market's better in Grand Rapids. I really do. I think the market's better this way. Grand Rapids hasn't had a solid, constant wrestling company in 20 years. 20 years. Well, change that. Yeah. Changes. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Turn um, the beat around. Love to change. hear percussion. Wait. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just want to do something different. And, I mean, I'm not going to do things completely different than any other company. But, like, you and me have talked about this. Like, if I would have, if I could do this or I could do that with this company, I would do this. Well, now I have the opportunity to do that. And that's a huge thing to me. Um, I want people to be highly entertained. I want people to want to come back. And I want to bring back a community that is the reason why I became a wrestler in the first place. And that is Grand Rapids, Michigan. The way that that crowd reacted to people back in the, the Grand Valley Armory at the 44th Street is really where I'm hitting at. That that crowd is what is my goal to obtain. How many people do you think on average were at those 44th Street Armory shows? I think oh, 500. 500, yeah, is what I was going to say. I think 500 is, is a good number. If I could pull a crowd like that every month, I would be exceeding my expectations by a 1,000%. Okay, because like I have low expectations going into this, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm constantly thinking about them old crowds and how they would they would come in support of a show that they guaranteed would keep coming. There was regulars. There was there was people that had assigned seats because they paid for their ticket every month. Like that crowd was different than anywhere I've ever been. And I want that crowd back. And the only way to get that crowd back is to go back to where it all started. Yeah. I haven't talked them into it yet, but by the time I'm done, we will be back at the 44th Street Armory. Trust me. That would be awesome. We also may be taking in all of the history of CWM. If I, if I keep talking to the, the owner, Um, because I feel like collating history would be important. Like, even if it's like, this was CWM, this is MPW, but really this is just a, this is really just picking up where they left off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would love that. Um, I, I feel like the city's heritage with wrestling goes way back deeper than just CWM though. Like you had uh, Pr- Professor Maxwell used to be Mad Dog, um, Mad Dog Maxwell, he was the the Grand Rapids. He was their world champion in the indie wrestling back in the 70s in in Grand Rapids. And he was like a big deal. So like the fact that you got to see that guy come back 20 years later, 
makes me feel like I want to be the guy that could give some of those dudes an opportunity to come back to Grand Rapids and, and, and wrestle where they started. I mean, you know, guys like Keith Cream, guys that have been in the business for as long as we have, if not longer, that, that came from that area that, that it's like a full circle thing. And, and at the end of the day, that crowd may just be nostalgic in my mind, but I believe that some of the best wrestling fans in the world come from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's 100% just how I feel. I have felt that at every show I've been to in Grand Rapids, the crowd is always into wrestling. You were just like, we were just at AEW, and that crowd was into that show. Good or bad, the crowd was into that show. You were yeah. at Warriors. Was the crowd into the show at Warriors? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That was you a know? hot crowd. That right there, what you just said, is my proof that indie fans still exist in Grand Rapids. Because you had to be an indie fan to go to Warriors. Because not a lot of the guys were very well known, except maybe Matt Cardona in Athena for being on headline shows for WWE or AEW. Yeah, the Warriors show didn't. It had great workers, but not names. I mean, you can say Will Ospreay all you want, but if it wasn't for the stuff, the exposure that he got on AEW the two weeks prior, there's a lot of people that didn't know who Will Ospreay was, and you can put me in. The True that Blue category. Indie fans in that, in, in that. Okay, so how many people do you think they drew at Warriors? Just a um, ballpark. I would guess. say somewhere between five, six hundred. Okay, so if I could pull half of that crowd. That would be great. But the fact that five or 600 people paid to go see a bunch of people that they probably didn't know gives me a lot of faith that I shouldn't have a problem pulling crowds of one or 200 people. Yeah. And that's the main reason to pull the trigger. Because if you look on the indie videos lately, and this is no shot at no promoters, some of them have huge draws. I see great draws at IWE. I see great draws at MCPW, XICW. I've seen good and bad draws at CPW. But a lot of the shows I see have 37 people there. Now, some of them are getting better. Some of them are getting better. But some of them don't draw. And I want a place that draws. That's why I've chose the second biggest city in Michigan that runs one show every three months. Instead yeah. of going to Detroit and trying to compete with 17 companies, <clears throat> Grizzly and BCWA and XI and all, all, all star and big time international pro. And that's too much. That's too big of a market. Why would I why would I not go to Lansing and do and do shows in Lansing? Because not only does CPW do it, but I see other companies show up in Lansing from time to time. I haven't seen an indie show besides IPW appear in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan since COVID, besides Warriors. Yeah. Indie wise. So yeah. Grand Rapids, Greenville. Um, Greenville's my hometown. All my friends and family in Greenville have begged me to put a show in Greenville. We will do regular TV tapings probably bi-monthly or every other month in, in Greenville. 
Um, I've got a couple decent venues there that I can access for almost next to nothing. So it, it pays to know people in, in your hometown, I guess. But uh, there's some big interest there. I, I've done some feelers there. I've done some feelers in Rockford. Um, it sounds like I might get booked to do Wayland Fest here in Wayland, where I'm, where I'm living now, as well as I have interest in doing um, shows for two days of Danish Festival in Greenville. Um, you know, these, these are things I, I want to incorporate PPW though, is the only other company that hits Nashville or Holland or anything like that, but they travel so much and they're doing such big things that I don't think that I really matter to them. If that makes sense. They're in Georgia. They're doing the battle at the Creek, like arena shows. I don't think a guy doing in, uh, VFW hall indie wrestling is going to really bother them in any way, shape or form. And any of these companies should look at it like anybody who's bringing more fans into wrestling in this area could help all of us, not hurt us. Yeah. Adding adding an indie company in Grand Rapids, Michigan is only going to make those people want to see, see shows more, and they may travel out to one of your guys' companies to see a show, especially if your boy Pun the Sykes booked on it or any of the wrestlers I bring in as regulars. So um, just just some food for thought there. There's a lot of big things that I want to do with this company, and there's a lot of big plans. But do remember that I'm taking a gigantic risk out of my own pocket with this. Um, I am looking for sponsors. If you'd like to be sponsored for NPW, you can get a hold of us in several different ways. I mean, there's Punnett Wrestling Bites. You can get a hold of us through the Wrestling Bites page. There's a million different ways to get a hold of me. And this week, I'll have the MPW actual Facebook page up and um, slowly working towards some form of website um, and things like that. It's a very slow process because uh, the only help I get is uh, from Chris Young over here. That's it. Like, I have nobody else signed up on this company besides me. Um, I want to keep it smaller as far as the 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 brains in the operation because I think too many cogs in the machine cause problems. Like booking wise, you're talking to the two people that'll be taking care of that. I will not have outside influence for booking short of Chris Young because we kind of have a similar mind for wrestling. You see where we argue, but we still have similar minds for indie wrestling. I'd like to thank Chris. Yeah. I think I think in the end what we're arguing about are little things that how to get to the end result, how to get to the same end result. Yeah. Yeah. Just for stickers on certain things. I I think that Chris would totally agree with with what I've said, that I want to have a place that draws well and can pay guys money, not make them rich, but pay them better money what they're getting. So you get better performances. Oh hell yeah. I mean I think I I think I think we kind of shared the same idea where if we could get in a position where, you know, we did a Friday quote unquote house show Saturday TV taping in a different city, you know, 50, 60 miles away. That would be perfect. Yeah. That would would be MPW on tour. You see us in a city near you in West Michigan, you know, like that's kind of what I want to get going is where we just do a round circuit of, of surrounding areas of Grand Rapids. And we've got our monthly big show in GR. Yeah. which helps bring more crowd into GR from outlying areas to see the big show too. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's, I've got some great, great talent getting booked for these shows. Um, 
I'm very high on some of the guys I'm bringing in. Some of the guys are very experienced and some of the guys are experienced enough to work for me for sure. And, and still need some learning, but are very talented wrestlers, you know, um, like, like, uh, Don Tone Leon, um, guy I met this weekend. He's a great dude. Um, you know, unfortunately his match with Keith creams was the one that the dude jumped in the ring, but, um, him and us, both the made men I, I will bring into the fold. Um, experienced vets that know a lot about the indie business like ace evans um trey jacobs uh very high on trey jacobs i don't know what your personal opinion is but i'm very high on trey jacobs's work i'm not talking about anybody else with him just trey jacobs um, yeah, no trey solid he's good phenomenal he's talent um to the point where uh i can announce the first match that will take or the main event that is going to take place. It was supposed to be with somebody else, but he pulled out. Um, but I'm going into this, this main show as the MPW world heavyweight champion, because it's my company. And I say, I got the belt. I want somebody to come take it from me. And if you take it from me, then you earn it. I can't think of anybody better in the state of Michigan to put that belt up against than a man. I battled across LMCU ballpark with, and that's Stray Jacobs. If 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 anybody can give me a run for my money in that belt, it hits Trey Jacobs. I want the respect from that man. So whether I have to beat it out of him or earn it one way or another, November 5th, you're going to see a war. You are going to see a war. We fought all over LMCU ballpark. I can't imagine what's going to happen November 5th. I can I can feel the blood flow now. Okay, it makes me tingle in excitement. I am whoa, so excited whoa. for this one. Ooh. I said tingle. I put said tingle, Viagra Chris. Down. Put the Viagra down. No, it's Blue Chew. Oh, God. Oh, uh, it's. It, I, I got hooked on that because of uh, because of Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Team Honey Badger is sponsored by Blue Chew. So, um, but no, like. Uh, I've got some other talent coming in. Like I said, I'm really excited to see what Nikki Ratu can do here. Um, I really am. I think it's awesome that I got him because he's from the other side of the state and, and, and works UCW and over there. Um, another guy that I'd like to bring in eventually uh, for some, for some stuff would be the working man, Roy Williams. I'd like to get him signed. And obviously I want, I want chin strap Jesus. We all know this. Um, yeah, uh, there's some guys I want to bring in, but a lot of the guys I'm bringing in are, are top talent, um, without any doubt in my mind. Um, one of the guys, one of the last guys I have to reach out to that I want to reach out to is Ren Jones. So um, I want to reach out. If, if you get a chance to talk to him at IPW, do so. Um, I definitely want to. He's he's just amazing. Ren Jones is amazing. And he was on AEW Dark, which I thought was great. Yeah, he's and made people a in the crowd appearances on AEW. I know, and people in the crowd were like, "Who's that guy?" I was like, "It's Ren Jones." <laughs> yep. Yep. I was surprised to see him. I but... I was blown away by Ren Jones' uh, fe- February uh, show for IPW that I represented this podcast for. Um, he was in the main event and he dropped the belt to Jack price and he was amazing. So was Jack price, but um, that was an amazing main event. I still have video of that. I watch it sometimes because that was a really good match. 
I want to bring that kind of wrestling to Grand Rapids on a monthly basis. I think that Grand Rapids deserves it. So I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it for the fans in the community of West Michigan. Because in my opinion, indie wrestling has been, for many years, was a forefront of entertainment in West Michigan. It really was. The indie shows, indie wrestling was something that you could go see on a monthly basis in Grand Rapids for many years. And all I want to do is bring that back to that community because I feel like they deserve it. And I feel like that they would, they, they will react very well to it. So um, that's kind of my mission statement with MPW is I want to bring wrestling back to Grand Rapids on a regular basis. And, yeah, you know, it, it would I, be fun. I've been all over the I've been all over the United States wrestling in the last 24 years. I've wrestled in Florida, I've wrestled in Oregon, I've wrestled in California, Texas. I've been to Missouri, uh, I've been to Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin. I've wrestled all over. And I could have picked any one of these cities that I've been in and out of to to start this company. And Chris knows me very well. I've I could get up and leave at any point I've ever want. I I've done it many times. At the end of the day, this is where I started. This is where I finish. And there's no better way to finish my wrestling career at some point. Cause it's coming. I mean, I can't, I can't sit here guys and act like I'm going to be still in a wrestling ring in 10 years. Cause I can almost promise you, I can almost bet money that I won't be. Um, and if I am, it'll be at a very limited basis. I don't want to look like Ric Flair's last match. <sighs> yeah. I don't want to look like a train wreck in tights. Okay. So, I can still go at a level that I am happy with and I'm having more fun in my career than I have ever had in my career um, right now. Being able to do my character the way that I want to um, in a comedic way at times is what I like to do. And if you didn't ever haven't had an opportunity to watch me work comedic heel, um, the great rakes wrestling showcase in two weeks We'll have a tag match with me and Jason Blazon. And if you want to see someone work comedic heel, you will watch one of the best do what he does best. Um, I, at the end of the match that we lost, I went outside and was talking smack to Whoa, one of the spoiler alert, one of the wrestlers that was in the crowd. I did. I, I don't care. Yeah. I lost the match, but you don't even know who I wrestle. So it doesn't matter. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the match, I was talking smack to a certain wrestler who was in the crowd heckling me. Um, we'll just we'll just call him um, we'll just call him uh, C.J. Anderson. But <laughs> that was actually wait, that's his wrestling name. Anyways, uh, he was heckling me in the crowd because his kid was there, Anderson Knight. Um, he was heckling me because his kid was in the crowd. So I was talking smack to that side of the crowd, and I inadvertently I knew he was there, but I inadvertently tripped over Jason Blazin talking smack to the crowd. And then I picked him up and put him on my shoulders and smacked his head into the ring post on my way to carry him out of the, the arena. It was so great. It's so comedic. Heel. It was, it was seriously one of the best spots I've ever worked. Um, I'm having fun and I enjoy it. And, and I want to have a place where people can enjoy what they do. And I, I feel like there's too much, there's too much stress put on like I'm traveling here. I got to go to this show. I got, when you come to my company, I want you to focus on the storyline you're in because almost everybody who's a regular in this company will be worked into a storyline at some point or another. 
Um, this will be a storyline driven company. That's something that I don't see a lot of. I don't know about you, Chris, but I don't see many storyline driven indie companies. No, the, they really rely on stories that are told that event, and there's no, there's no, oh, no. Um, bridging between. Oh no, I've already I've already got a couple of feuds in place um, that are gonna gonna happen. Um, I already know a lot of things that I'm going to do for the first few shows as far as like building a few storylines for people. I will not be involved in any of those storylines whatsoever because it's about my guys i i will also iterate yes i'm going into this company holding the world title but once somebody takes that title from me you'll never see me carry the world title in my company again ever um it's not something that i want to do i will lead with the belt just because i mean i might as well but after it gets taken off my waist i'll never compete for the world title again it's actually in the company's contract so it's it's just me. I don't I don't want to take that away from somebody else. I really don't. I want I want that title to go to somebody who who deserves it and can carry the company um, as the top guy. If I put that belt on you, I feel like you are the top guy. You deserve what you've gotten, and you deserve where you're going, and you can help us build. You know that's the kind of champions I'm looking for. I'm not going to promote my friends it's not it's not it's not all friends wrestling let's put it that way um i actually come into the business and only have a few friends anyways um i have a lot of colleagues that i enjoy seeing on a monthly basis but that still doesn't sway my decision making when it comes to who i want to represent the company i'm looking at that more of who do i think would stand with a belt and actually perform to the ability that's needed and will actually show up every month. Um, that is one of the rules with the company is um, there is a 30 day compete clause with every title. So that means if I book you for a show and you no show me, guess what? You're not the champion anymore. You will be stripped of that belt and it will be defended that night because our fans paid to see that belt defended. You're not there. That belt will still be defended. Yeah, can mark my words. It's just the way it has to be. The show must go on, and I have to keep things going. So that's one of the big things that I want to iterate. Um, the only company that I know of that does that is BCWA. BCWA definitely strips their champions if they don't show up. Mm-hmm. But there's other companies where you'll see a champion for months and months and months, and you see him defend the title three times. And I'm not going to use references, but you and I both know there's several of them out there. So I just want to do things a little different and I want to make it fun for the the fans and make it a little interactive, but not so interactive that people think they're going to jump into a wrestling ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's not do that. No, but you know, it's all in all it. I think that, I think that it's a great idea and I think that the more and more that it resonates in the community, the better and better things will go for, for the company in a whole. There's a lot of media networks that are based out of Grand Rapids that most people don't think about. Most of uh, us in West Michigan, where do your news affiliates come from? 
besides WWMT, they all come from Grand Rapids. Yeah. So where do most of the radio stations you listen to? Oh, that's right. Grand Rapids. So what's the best network for promotion in West Michigan? Grand Rapids. Obviously, I'm going to be reaching out to radio stations and television companies and do everything I can to get as much promotional things done as I can. I want people to be informed and know of of what we're about to bring to Grand Rapids because it's going to be something that you're going to want to come see. If you're a fan of wrestling, you're going to want to be a regular at, at, at NPW. That's a promise because we're going to bring you great action every month in the city of Grand Rapids. And that's more than what I can say for anybody else. So (laughs) that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Well, it's exciting. It's exciting that, that you were able to take that step and, you know, start making some serious headway on, on, on creating this um, vision making it come to reality so um yeah so that's november 5th saturday november 5th 5th. mark it down on your calendars leave that open because it's going to be an event to remember yeah and the venue will be announced within the next two weeks i'm i'm in between a couple venues and i believe i was going to have you look at a couple things too just to see if maybe it's you know there's a better market here a better a better venue rental there this this building might actually be a better fit it's wanting to put the the show on at the best place i can and and so i'm doing research and i'm putting in all this time um and i'm doing everything i can i've got like i said most of the wrestlers booked for the show my ring rental has been booked for a month and a half two months now um because it was like two months ago i got a hold of greg and said i want the ring november 5th i just thought at that point i was going to put on one show and see how it went and then I was like, no, if I'm putting on one show, I'm going to put on another one next month and then the following month and then the following. Like, why stop? So it snowballed into, into me having a plan to have MPW owning its own ring by January 1st. So there's a lot of things going on there, but do know that um, it's all for the fans. So I'm going to put in the work and I just expect you guys to show up and be entertained. We'll take care of the entertainment and we'll make sure you're entertained. All you have to do is show up. Yeah. NPW for the fans. Yep. For the people, by the people. Wrestling. <laughs> I, people wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. All right. Well, so, is there anything else you want to just. Discuss tonight. Let's call it Four People United FPU. <laughs> Wait, that that <laughs> don't sound right. Um, no, honestly, like uh, we were both in attendance for AW. Yeah. Um, I think that Dark was a better program than the other ones, and I think that the crowd was great, and it proved uh, it proved to me that that putting these shows on starting in November is probably a wise decision in Grand Rapids because that crowd that crowd was was it man and um i think they'll be back and i was shocked at the amount of talent that they brought in for the for the rampage friday show and for dark we've seen everybody but short of like five people yeah it was it was great to see all 
of the roster being utilized because on their normal dynamite and rampage shows, we tend to see kind of the same people over and over again. And there's not a lot of um, other people that we get a chance to see. So then when we got to see the dark taping and see everybody else there, you know, I don't follow dark, but now I think I'm starting to follow dark because I'm starting to see these people that I, yeah. I don't ever see on TV. Yeah. You know, I'm, it, a, it, I'm a big Serena Deeb fan and I haven't seen her on Dynamite or Rampage in about mm, five weeks. But now I know she's wrestling down on Dark. She had a great match on Dark, by the way. It was really entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed Serena Deeb's match. Yeah, it was a six-man tag. Athena, uh, Hikura Shida, and Ruby Soho took on um, Leva Bates, Serena Deeb, and uh, Sakura. It was good. It was fun. They did a really good job. Uh, I think it was uh, the co-main event for Dark. And Orange Cassidy was the main. Yep. But yeah, no. Yep. I, I, I was happy. I was definitely speaking, was happy. Speaking of Mr. Pockets, I was, I was overly entertained with him and thought that he has drastically improved but kept his same gimmick. And I've got to give him some credit where credit's due. The crowd popped harder for Orange Cassidy than almost anybody all night except Sonny Kiss for some weird reason. Yeah. I don't know what the story is with Sonny Kiss, but... I don't know if Sonny was like a local wrestler at some point around here, but I don't remember it. I don't know. I don't know. I can look it up here real quick. But yeah, it was it was weird that they were... Uh, the crowd was really pushing Sonny Kiss. Yeah, for sure. Um, they were definitely pushing... From New Jersey. So obviously not a local wrestler around here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just because of their role model for some people. So maybe. Right, right. So ladies and gentlemen, I mean, obviously this isn't your normal review show. We are going to get back to doing reviews. My schedule is starting to even out. I think Chris's is too. We've had, like I like I said before, we kind of took the, the month hiatus, guys, that, like, honestly, um, we have lives. Like, he, Chris has got a, a, a young family, and, you know, I've got an older one, and my son was here this summer. Like, it's just been a hectic time. Like, it's not that we haven't wanted to put on a show for you guys. It's just that we have not been able to get our schedules to line up at all. Um, I thought a couple times about doing a solo show, but it just didn't feel right without without the best damn referee in the business here. So I tried to record a couple and I, this isn't right. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like the podcast. So I would cut them and then just, I'll just wait till I can get Chris on. So um, I would expect that by next week's time, we should have a schedule set up where we can at least do once a week, we can do our, our indie review show again. So look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, our schedules are getting back to normal now that summer is winding down and yep. we're both in stable positions. So yeah, hopefully we can at least get back to doing our, our local reviews every month It'll be, or every week. It'll be fun. Right, right. I've enjoyed, I enjoy the podcast and in no way, shape or form have I given up on it. It's like I had warned people, hey, things might not be so uh, schedulely because we're going to, we're coming on a really rough point. I wrestled like 14 matches in a month and a half or something like that. Something stupid like that. So I've been crazy dumb booking and uh, 
don't even have time to tell you all you fine people about every one of them I've done. Just if you see me in an indie show, you see me in an indie show because I could get booked tomorrow. Um, I'm still taking bookings uh, as of now for up until March of next year. I, I can't promise I'll be taking bookings after March. It just depends on what this company does and how much time it really consumes. But um, yeah, I'm definitely open for bookings now. And if somebody books me, I'm, I'm gone. Um, that's the best I could give you right now. I'm, I'm definitely mainstaying at CPW and JLWA. Um, those are the two companies I have vented, vented interest in right now. So if you want to catch me in a live show, uh, Lansing at the Fledge or Top Notch, top notch Physiques uh, once a month, Coloma in Lansing right now is where you can catch me until November 5th when I get to beat up Dre Jacobs. So <laughs> I'm going to yep. start that like, 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 like AJ did uh, beat up John Cena. I'm going to hashtag beat up Dre Jacobs. <laughs> get it trending on twitter so you're gonna you're gonna in the in the next few months you're gonna see some promos you're gonna see some shit talking um i'm gonna really try to get dre jacobs in a, in a state of mind that you haven't seen him in a long time see i'm i'm not just trying to call out dre jacobs i'm trying to call it the war boy yeah i don't know if you know what you're unleashing if you're gonna be doing i that. do know what i'm unleashing but i don't think he's ready for this jelly my friend I don't think he's ready. I, I don't uh, think he's ready to come into my hometown and take away what's mine. So he's going to need all the help he can get. Hmm. Gosh. So you'll, you'll be seeing some that. promos. And I guarantee you, if I shoot a promo at him, I'm going to get one back. So um, the next few months should be interesting for, for me and Mr. Jacobs. And if our paths cross anywhere else, um, well, that could be an even more interesting venture altogether. Indeed. You want a war? You got a war. <laughs> that was probably the worst Razor Ramon I've ever heard. No, I've heard worse. I've heard worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But with All that right, being well, said, yeah, yeah, fun stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad to get back into the swing of things. Good to see you over the weekend. Thanks for driving. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for riding. Um, it was fun. And, uh, you know, like I said, guys, uh, catch us next week for another review episode. And we'll have plenty of things to talk about and discuss and probably different opinions on a few things. But um, you can definitely check, in, check on us to uh, review a couple of new things as well. Um, because I'm going to be throwing MCPW in this list because I have the IWTV, which I'll give you the credentials for so you can get on and watch it. Um, but I want to review some MCPW. I want to review their last show. Okay. Um, it was, I've only watched part of it, but it's a great show so far. So um, there's stuff on IWTV that we don't get to usually watch. Like FU wrestling's on there and a few other local companies are on there as well. So it gives us more um, content, I guess. That's not just the same show. So yeah. um, look forward to that as well. So we'll be doing some more reviews next week. And um, I'd like to thank uh, the lawn doctor, Pat a pocket, and all of our and, and W Energy, all of our sponsors, and uh, most importantly, I'd like to thank you, listeners, for uh, sticking with us and listening in to Wrestling Bites podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and don't forget this Saturday, August twentieth, in Coloma, Great Lakes Wrestling Alliance. Summer yeah, I get it. One of these days, GLWA, we'll both be there. It'll be a great event. Summer three. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the main event of that show is going to be pretty, pretty good. 
because Jaden Quicks uh, cashed in his chase for the case briefcase and included himself in the main event with Shaddix and Isaiah Moore and now Jaden Quick. Isaiah Moore was just on AEW Dark. So for you guys that enjoyed his performance, they're main eventing in Coloma this weekend. So definitely a show to get to. Absolutely, absolutely. So yep. Well, he was for hanging out with me. Oops, he was actually ahead. he was actually Sam Moore on Dark or something like that. Yeah, they had to change his name for some reason. I'm not sure. Uh, why. Uh, I don't That's know. Him. But yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll get that punchline and go for it. <laughs> it's always fun sitting here talking wrestling and with you and enjoying memories and talking about what has gone memories. on and what we hope for the future. You're just in a singing mood tonight. Sweet, sweet memories. Yeah, I am. I really am. Um, I'm but, all hopped yeah. up on a chocolate shake. So. so until next time, unless you're a fan, let's keep it between the ropes. If you're a drunk fan, we'll try to keep you out of between the ropes. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, you got to go home, but you can't stay here. On behalf of Wrestling Bites Podcast, have a wonderful night, and we'll see you next week.